What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 58 of the con... Yeah, 58. We were just talking about the hypothetical episode 60. But no, we're on episode uh, 58. Uh, back from a little bit of a hiatus, kind of. You know, life been a little cr- hectic. Uh, it is Zach's birthday. Yeah, Happy I was birthday, born Zach. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. no, he did it. How old are you now, buddy? Uh, this is 22. This is 22, 22. My Taylor Swift birthday. Yeah. The big two, too. Uh, I am Brian Woods. I am Jake Mosier. I am Zach Holenstein. Forgot, yeah, I forgot to do that first. Uh, so, uh, how have you guys been? I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about Lo- Loki and perhaps even Black Widow in a bit. But how ha- have you guys been in the time since? I've been good. Uh, I'll let Zach go next because he's probably got a more exciting last few days um i went on vacation last week with my family cool Uh, that was super fun we went to siesta key florida essentially just hung out on the beach every day um i brought my game boy advance with me that was fun what did you play on it yeah i played played metroid zero mission in preparation for metroid dread in the fall um game's still pretty good um that's I mean about it. Just relaxed every day. It was a, a very nice break from work and the typical grind. Zach, how was how was your past few days? Uh, my past few days, honestly, uh, has been pretty 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 great. Uh, birthday weekend was all around a success. Uh, I should probably actually let me let me just be upfront about this. Uh, sorry about my voice this week because <laughs> I'm just hearing myself now and it's you know I it, I hate it. Uh, but yeah, just, I've been coughing a lot. So that's why, you know, I sound like a frail old man, but, um, yeah, I actually, uh, never had a surprise party ever in my life. Uh, but, uh, Corey, Corey, who you may remember from last, last content cube episode listeners, uh, he got, he pulled off a surprise for me, went to a bar. I went to a bar with him and uh, my other friend Cole. And he told me that, you know, he invited some of the other guys, but they said they were busy and I was just like, you know what? We're all busy. You know, that's okay. You know, I didn't think anything of it. Uh, and then, you know, about an hour into it, we were at this bar called Uptown. And, you know, it's like an 80s themed bar with all arcade games and stuff. And a Nintendo 64 with Mario Kart. So it's pretty much like geared towards me, right? Yeah. Um, and so that was cool to begin with. And then all my friends showed up and surprised me and my girlfriend. And Corey orchestrated it all. And I was just couldn't, couldn't be, uh, couldn't, couldn't have been more satisfied with that. Uh, that was pretty awesome. That was on Friday. Saturday was uh, more of a, a family one. Uh, we went out to this place called the Loading Dock in Alton. That was cool, like outdoor bar. And then came home and, you know, just had a nice uh, family dinner. And uh, yeah, yesterday had a, a little more relaxing of a day. And uh, today went bowling with my parents and, you know, promptly lost. You know, just had a pretty rough bowling day. Yeah. Uh, besides that, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I pretty much filled every every available space for my birthday weekend. So it was, couldn't couldn't have asked for more. Also got uh, every single movie in the Friday 13th series. You know. <laughs> oh, my God. Again? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> as you guys may recall, I have a shy guy tattoo planned up. Yeah. So I'm a big shy guy person. And obviously, like I just said, I like Friday the 13th. So for my birthday, my girlfriend painted me a shy guy or a Jason Voorhees version of shy guy. I see. Uh, so yeah. that was that's. That was pretty cool too. So that was probably that's amazing. Couldn't have asked for a better weekend. Couldn't have asked for better friends and family. Honestly, all around really good vibes. Only th- only complaint was my voice, and can't really blame anyone else for that except uh, me. So yeah, that's all me. Do it. Yeah, 
my my brother and I were big fans, Zach, of you and your girlfriend's uh, pictures that you put on Instagram. They made us laugh. So thank yeah. you for those. those yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. We enjoyed taking them. I mean, I, I promise you that 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 was before one of the best um, bits of sushi I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was taken out to a nice sushi place and I, I cannot recommend. Uh, God, I wish I remembered the, the, the name of the restaurant now. Uh, I'll have to look <laughs> it up for my recommendation at the end of the pod for sure. Brian, how have you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. I've been playing Monster Hunter Stories 2 a little bit. And I was playing another game, I guess. I think I was. I don't know what it was, though. Kind of been a blur past couple weeks, as you do. Uh, I've been working a lot. That's about it. Nothing super exciting. I'm going to uh, Madison's in a couple weeks for her birthday and also me not having a place to stay. uh, Because my lease is out before... uh, my next place is available to move into uh, with Chris. So I'm, go- I'm going to Texas for a little bit. Might drive. Might, might drive. We'll see. I, like, I'm like, ah, I can't do the drive again. That was terrible. I, I drove like 18 hours in a day, right? Not, a, not, not good. But then I, <laughs> but then I drove to... Uh, the apartment place recently to ask them a very simple question, which was fucking stupid. I could have just called them, uh, but I was on the road. I'm like, damn, the road's kind of nice though. R- road's kind of sick. And then I thought, what if I did this for 18 hours at a time? And I, I said, maybe I canceled that flight, you know? So uh, that's exciting. Uh, get back. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Uh, but no, that's about it. We want, Oh, me and her watched Loki. Is I guess something I did, which will, which ties in epic, epic podcasting transition, epic <laughs> podcasting transition. You know what's not epic? Uh oh, oh no, about half of Loki. Oh, <laughs> and, half and, of Loki, okay. not and very good. It. All right, and we're into it. Let's get it. What did you guys right, think Brian. of the Loganator? You know, uh, you know what, Brian? I, th- I want to, you know, I, I want you to go first. I want you to go first. Brian. <laughs> so, like, she doesn't care about, you know. Uh, cape shit so, but i mean like yeah, it's on and like you're here for a couple more days like let's just start it i guess and she's like this is kind of sick and then we watch the next one it's like yo this, this is cool and then we would watch it online with disney's uh watch together feature because she is in texas i didn't know they had that but they do have it uh usually we have to do time dot is usually i have to use my podcasting expertise to make sure we're watching it together at the right time uh but but, um no she's like yo why is this slap i'm like i don't know why it slaps and that was about episode three and then we watched episode four and it's like this ain't good this is not a good episode of television (laughs) this is not a good episode of television at all uh, and then episode four was actually all right, I think. And then we got to five and that was when it was the one with it. No, the I show, know. No, cause and, I agree, Brian. I think five was my least favorite. Of here's the thing, everything after the after credit stinger with like the alternate versions of him, everything after that moment is worse than anything to come before it, which is, which is like, you know, it's disappointing. You know what I mean? It's hard you, to you know what I mean? Right. After the stinger, and then, damn, 
this ain't good. And it's kind of corny when all the Loki's coming. The come. alligator Loki reveal was not going to be topped, is what you're saying. It was just set such a high, <laughs> such a you high watermark for the franchise, and you knew that you know MCU wasn't topping it. You, so watch you became it, disillusioned right? with the rest. Yeah, you're like, oh, sick. Uh, other Lokis that are fun and unique and cool. And then, like, they barely do anything. And then they're like, no, I, I'd like to stay in trash hell, actually. I will not be coming with you. I would trash like to stay hell. in trash hell. <laughs> so that's nice. It reminded me of uh, that, that place in Inside Out that uh, Bing Bong ends up in. What's that place called? Yeah. Either way, it was pretty rough. It reminds me of the place in trash, Detroit, the Become hell. Human. Uh, or it was when... a mix of that and, like, the whole time you're in a Fortnite storm. Yeah, like it just—it's like I don't know why you'd stay here. It kind of seems like just shit. Seems like fucking terrible to be here. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, All right. Yeah. Well, let's let's approach the conversation like this. Uh, we, maybe we maybe we like pick individual aspects of it and just decide what we liked, what we didn't. Uh, I mean, like, so what do you guys think about Loki himself? Like in his throughout the series, did you think he grew or did you think kind of stagnant or what? He grew. He was all right. I liked him. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, my my one thing was it, it felt like uh, the difference between this and like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. And let me preface this by saying I did like Loki. I did. But I think I liked it a little bit less than WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, and I'd say that because for me, it almost felt like at times they were just using like Marvel was using the character as Loki in his own series not as a, okay, this is going to be a great story for Loki, great story about Loki. We're going to help him grow and give him these moments which, where he did have those and he did grow a bit, but it felt like they were also, it was almost more important to them that the multiverse was set up through this show yeah, and not actually like make the, the big moments about him, um, which I still enjoyed it because, you know, I'm amped for the multiverse stuff. Obviously, I'm amped for like No Way Home and Doctor Strange and everything. So I was right there with the rest of the sheep, you know, jumping up, getting excited for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's why I didn't, it didn't quite land for me quite as well as the previous two Disney plus shows. And it's, and it's because I, I wanted a little bit more focus on Tom or yeah. Tom Hiddleston himself with Loki. Yeah. I disagree that's... a bit partially actually um compared to the other two shows because like pinpointing to wandavision wanda reaches the end of the show and really feels a minimal amount of remorse for the actions she did which is arguably the most important lesson she should have pulled from that show i think falcon's growth is great um but winter soldiers is pretty weak um they he's not really focused on at all so they did like a 50 percent good job there here i agree that he does feel more like a vessel to move on to the next thing but i think his growth from being an extremely selfish character to the end he's ultimately making the decision he made because he feels it's best for everyone um yeah doesn't do it necessarily for power he's doing is like if we don't do this we're gonna fuck the entire universe which i felt was a healthy proper amount of growth but i understand where you're coming from yeah right, that's I a good do. point yeah I, that's a good point about wanda i i do that because that bothered me too and i felt like they kind of let her off the hook a bit um i guess that story's still out on that 
because well not out on that specifically, but like we'll see where that she goes and because we know she'll be in Doctor Strange. And I also I also understand that Loki with that final stinger at the end of uh, the finale that like there'll be a, se- a season two or whatever. Like so I have to understand that this maybe the reason why this didn't feel like a complete story. Maybe that's also part of it because if those other two, even if she didn't get that development, it, it felt like a complete story because they were like miniseries. Whereas this is now designed as a season one with a season two coming. So I understand that, like, obviously there's a lot of questions left unanswered and that's fine. Uh, but I think that's maybe why I felt more satisfied as a whole coming out of those. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch WandaVision. Uh, I did watch Winter Soldier uh, because that, I don't know. I, I was having a real, uh, like, rough week. I'm like, I'm going to binge it like Dudes Rock. Let's watch two guys be dudes. <laughs> yeah, that was your your bro phase week. Yeah, no, I was really into it. I think <laughs> yeah, I watched, Godzilla like, versus Kong was out. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I fucking watched all the Godzilla movies. So I'm like, yo, monkey, monkey let's go. Uh, <laughs> but Loki, it just... It felt like there weren't enough episodes, but also too many. If that makes sense. That's, no, no, that does make sense because it felt like at times with this, and I really, really want to be careful with my words here because I don't want people to take this opinion and run with it and be like, oh, Zach's turning his back on the MCU because I'm not <laughs> nowhere close to it at all. Yeah, you'll get hate mail like I did when, when yeah, I when I we don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not full on the John Romer level yet here. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, at times during Loki, I felt a little just detached from it in the sense that if it, it, it felt, I don't want to use the term lazy, not lazy. Uh, but just, I think I felt it the most during episode five, like in that one that you were talking about, Brian, that was my least favorite episode. Like it felt like things were just kind of happening in a way that felt like they were taking shortcuts narratively. Like yeah. things could have been fleshed out more. And it th- seemed like things were happening and not really like in an organic storytelling way. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if I watched it again, I'd be able to ch- tell you what I mean specifically, but that was just my overall feeling coming out of that one uh, and into the finale a little bit as well, even though I did like the finale, uh, which we'll get into, I'm sure too. Um, <clears throat> you guys got anything else? Obviously I thought Tom Hilson himself was great. I do want yeah, to say that sure. while we're on like yeah. specifically the topic of Loki himself, um, that scene in the first episode where he gets to watch, you know, the, the highlights, yeah. career highlights of, of all our favorite hits playing the hits of yeah. what happened after he is, uh, you know, after 2012, the Avengers, that was really good. Um, so, but overall, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Just felt like I was left a little unsatisfied by parts of it. I, I agree with what you're saying and maybe I maybe what I'm about to say is what what you were trying to get at. I think the biggest problem with all of the MCU shows, this one included, is the pacing. The first two episodes are paced really slow in in a way that I enjoyed. I enjoyed the way they were paced, but then honestly, even up to episode three, but then four and five are paced very quickly. Episode five, you could have spent much more time in that world, which would have gave time, like Brian said, to give the extra Loki's the time maybe they deserve to like ha- have funny bits with other ones or give 
grow some of their characters out a bit more. Four moves extremely fast, revealing a lot about everything that's going on compared to the first half of the season. It just feels it feels kind of odd, like they couldn't commit to like, should this be a super fast paced movie like thing or should this be more of a TV show where we're spending more times on the characters? They kind of they couldn't pick a side between plot and character or find a even middle ground. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a good point. Uh, so what do we think about Sylvie? What were you guys' thoughts on Sylvie? I just want to say I was right when I said uh, Deviant Loki is going to be a sexy lady. Uh, you know, I mean, that's <laughs> that's the taste, right? But it, it was a lady for sure. It's good uh, marketing. Yeah, I think self-cessed is uh, funny. And I, and I like seeing people get <laughs> mad about it because it's not real and you can never do it. Uh, people are still like, this is fucked yeah, up. So we're, I'm like, we're, yeah, so we're all fine with that. We are all fine with that. I don't really have example. Well, I mean. I, there are certain fandoms out there that have kind of uh, done some self-cessed and like shipping and stuff. And I've seen glimpses of that. So I have looked into the abyss and it, it tell, let me tell you, it fucking stares back. Uh, but um, <laughs> it does stare back. But I mean, I I can't really make an argument that this can be used to um, groom people into fucking themselves. <laughs> because it's not real so i i don't really care i guess i think it's what i think it was weird and cringe because i didn't like it at all but i don't think it's like morally uh reprehensible you know uh i I am on the same law along the same lines as brian in terms of uh the the fucking yourself thing um it's it's fine it didn't bug me too much sylvie i liked um i found her arc interesting um a little not shocked at the way her arc ended but i I was i was a little mixed on it um similar to brian about their relationship i range sometimes i was like oh like i the the chemistry sells both of them are very charismatic uh actors and actresses whatever but the like I don't there there was something off about it at times where i was like i don't buy that this would maybe move as fast as it's moving i don't think i'd believe that maybe loki or Sylvie would make the decisions they're making based on the relationship, especially the thing that can I, we've not really been spoiling it. Can we get into spoilers? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. The, the thing that fucks me up the most in terms of like the relationship worked for me up until the end, because Loki was the one who was making the decisions based on the relationship. He was the one making sacrifices so that he could be with Sylvie. And then Sylvie makes a sacrifice and decides to offer herself to go end up with Loki in the, what'd you call it? The trash hole? Uh, trash trash hell. hell. Trash hell. Yes. That's good. Um, she, she offers herself to end up in the trash hell with him to, cause she finds out like, what'd you do with Loki? And she goes after him. And then in the end, she doesn't choose to protect him and chooses to make the decision that she made which just it feels off and inconsistent with the choices they made like an hour ago um but well you could argue that you? you could you could argue that part of that decision on her part was was made in in regard to her feelings to loki but also part of it and thinking that didn't she kind of have her back up against the wall at that moment yeah you know so she has that and then you know she might thought think this is her best chance at finding out anyway who's beyond it all um, I don't know. Either way, um, I, I do agree with what you're saying. I was a fan of Sylvie. I don't remember her actress's name, but either way, she did a good job. Um, the self-cessed thing, uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's a different reality. You know, it's not really him. I mean, if it was a, if it was a 
version, it if it was literally Tom Hiddleston, you know, <laughs> that is the only like, even if it was, you know, like it, that's the down. only way it would be like, uh, you know, I'd you be know, down. like it, if, if he made out with, you know, like, well, actually alligator Loki. Uh, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that either <laughs> for a different reason. But you know, if he wants to make out with old Loki or Sylvie or whatever other version of Loki he finds, who cares? You know, uh, it's a different version. It's not really him. Um, but, you know, besides that, it was an interesting concept. Maybe maybe there's a metaphor there about self-love or whatever uh, that he learned to love himself because the whole time it seems like he kind of kind of hates himself and everything else is a facade with his glorious purpose or whatever. Um, but, uh, overall I was, I was satisfied with that arc and I'm looking forward to more of her in the future. Cause I'm sure she's obviously not done either. She'll probably be in Loki season two, if not Dr. Strange, you know, which I, I think, uh, we can, we can say that. I think that, I think that's confirmed almost that he's in there. Loki's in the new Dr. Strange, which would make sense. Um, that movie's getting really crowded, but, uh, obviously yeah. pretty fucking amped for it. Mm-hmm. So interesting note about Doctor Strange. After uh, my brother and I watched this on vacation, we looked up the original timeline of when these things were supposed to come out. Doctor Strange was originally going to come out before this show. Really? Well, here's another thing. Uh, <laughs> the original pitch of the show that I remember hearing was like Loki going to different points in time and creating a mess. Um, which isn't really what this show is. So maybe they were just keeping it hidden or maybe, you know, with the Spider-Man swerve to, to make that a multiverse movie. Um, they really needed to introduce the multiverse sooner than they planned. Maybe. So maybe they were planning to introduce the multiverse in Dr. Strange too, and then have that in Loki. Um, and then they like this kind of the Spider-Man decision that they made with Sony, maybe forced their hand a bit to alter what this show was going to be. I don't know exactly yeah. when things were filming and when things were being written, so I don't know if that timeline makes sense. But that that would be my my theory on that. So let's talk about the finale, and I want to hear from Brian first because I viscerally remember after Endgame, Brian was at the time <laughs> quite high on it because he he was surprised at the things it did to expand the typical comic book things that had portrayed on movies, specifically the time travel and the idea yeah. of the multiverse. How do you feel that it's actually here? Uh, I don't know. I think the actor was really uh, hamming it up in ways I did not appreciate. Uh, <laughs> I just, I can't, I cannot vibe with the way he was uh, speaking uh, for most of that finale. Uh, but um I don't know. I liked it, I guess. I don't really... I don't know. It didn't hit the same. I don't know. It's just kind of like... Once you do time travel and you don't have like strict rules to it, I'm kind of out. Because it's just like, okay, Loki remembers what happened, but they don't. And I assume like Judge Ravenclaw is going to know, <laughs> right? So I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I I, I am very confused by the ending. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's supposed to be a different, maybe that's even a different TVA, but I don't know how that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, so all of that's just, I, and I, I don't know I why they really speak be... on that. Cause you know, the timekeepers are gone or like the, the timekeeper statues are gone and it's replaced with, you know, a big one of Kang or whatever. 
even though they never call him King in the show, even though I think that's where all, we're all supposed to just accept that's who he is. Um, you know, which is cool. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Brian. I was kind of torn on his uh, introduction. At part of me really did think he, you know, okay. If he's supposed to be the good King, the one we met, like quote unquote, good, or at least not the bad one we should be scared of. Yeah. Um, it almost makes me wish... Like it would have been more effective if he was even more adamant that he himself is like he is already a dictator in his own right, you know, governing yeah. over this timeline and he's done bad things, he's killed innocent people. Sylvie's right. If he says, I've done all that because and he says this more seriously than he does in the show, if he says, like, I had to do all that because what will come after me is gonna be so much worse, like and is more serious about it and really tries to be more of a fear monger about it, but like a legit one. Um, I think that would have been more effective for me um, if he really emphasized how much worse these other versions are. And I know he, he said that, but he seemed kind of cavalier about it at the same time. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I did like that the finale was kind of more talkative and less action heavy because the more action heavy one was the one before. And that was my least favorite one of the of the series. Um, so I did enjoy all the discussions with this one. Um and I'm excited to see what happens with all these other versions of Kang. I must have had a misunderstanding of who he is, or maybe they're just doing it differently. I thought Kang the Conqueror was a guy who had one version of himself throughout the entire multiverse. And that's what made him so like omnipresent and powerful. That that there is multiple versions of every single being, except there's only one Kang, is what I thought. I, but I don't know, maybe that's what I recall, I think it's because he kills all the rest of them. Uh, oh fuck! Is that gonna happen? Oh man, that sounds know. awesome. I'm, All right, maybe that is what's gonna happen. I think All that's right, personally that cool. what they're gonna go with because wow. they proved that it's possible to do that because there's only one Kang left. Well, I guess there's only one timeline left. I don't know, but yeah, uh, I don't know. All kind of all kind of vague to me right now. When, but I guess when I'll, did you we'll guys? See how it goes. When did you guys know it was Kang? The second I saw the actor. Um, because I already knew that here's the thing, Brian, did you know that he's already before we did not know he would be in this, but we knew yeah. that character would be an Ant-Man three. I did not. So know I that. love that we have this giant pretty much introduces the biggest threat to the entire MCU. And then the first hero that's going to have to fight face him was canonically working at Baskin Robbins a few years ago. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> He can shrink to a fucking penny and he's going to fight this guy. Can't wait. I think All if Marvel is... Maybe is, that's what it is. Maybe they kill Ant-Man as like the big like, okay, we're showing you that Kang is actually that big of a fucking threat and you guys have to hate him now because he killed Paul Rudd. I think personally, if Marvel knows how to make good movies, he will be an antagonist. But I think if they don't want to do anything good ever again, it's just going to be a Thanos Guardians of the Galaxy like cameo. He's there for five minutes and you're t he's talking to someone that's important. He's talking to the real antagonist <laughs> in Ant-Man and he's there for five minutes. That's my true belief on what this is. I, what can yeah, bring he do? back Yellow Jacket. Yeah, bring yeah. back Yellow Jacket. <laughs> he's talking <laughs> bring to Yellow Bring back Walton Goggins guy with, who runs around with a suitcase for the whole movie in the second one. It's quantum mania, right? I don't know. They could bring back Yellow Jacket. Yeah. I don't care. There's time travel now. Who I cares? think they actually have bring back. I think that is actually what's happening. I'm not kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? I think I did read that. So okay. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I 
I agree with Brian, unfortunately. Um, I have a feeling they might, because they casted him. The movie doesn't come out for another two years, and they made this casting either early this year or the year before, that he might not be the main antagonist, and they just needed to throw the casting on some movie. It's like, oh, here's here's a cool news. We casted him for this movie, and he's just going to be in it for a few minutes. Or I have a feeling, like as we've stated, there's going to be multiple versions of Kang. If he's popped, if he's going to pop up other versions of him in other movies, maybe by the time we get to Ant Man, we've like that's the reveal that we're down to one and we have our villain. I don't know. Wow, that would be pretty cool. Uh, so I guess we'll see with that one. I think that one's like filming now. Um, you guys got anything else about Kang, or you want to move on to another subject with Loki? Uh. Uh, Maddie was like, I, I don't know who Kang is. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. I'm like, oh, it's from he's from Lego Marvel superheroes. And she <laughs> looks him up. And I'm like, and she's like, oh, he's white in the comics. I'm like, Maddie, th- these characters are all written in the 60s. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not the Black Panther, you, you were white in the comics up until you weren't. Like, <laughs> not, I mean, I'm pretty like, sure he was like fucking purple in the comics. I mean, he, he has like he has like a mask and shit, but like his, oh, okay. his he's like a white person. He's Caucasian, like under the mask and shit. Oh. <laughs> but it's just like even like the Black Panther had like even a white man donned that at one point. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was literally just like the Panther. I think it was sick uh, oh, uh, in, in, a, in a cosmic sense, not actually sick. But she's like, oh, he's white. That's weird. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> they're all white, Madison. <laughs> Nick Fury, uh, they're all white, you know, up until they're not. Always, always, fucking astronaut meme, always have been. Yeah, no, always, <laughs> they've all, they were all white at the start, Maddie. We just got, we've we just been weeding that out, you know? Uh, um, what do you guys think about Owen Wilson, bro? He's bad. Oh, man. I wish we saw more of him. Weirdly, yeah. that's weird, right? He was probably the he was probably on camera the second most, and he just I didn't feel like I had enough. His last scene was weird, or not his last scene, but one of his last scenes was weird as fuck, where he goes back to confront the TVA I, so head, and it was then just he really like, awkward, yeah. right? I felt like that's <laughs> what it is. There's a lot of that type of those type of fucking blocking, or like the way these scenes play out, where I'm just like that was awkwardly done, you know? Like, and that happens. And that's, I think that's what it is that makes me feel like almost detached where I'm like, this feels a little just thrown together, you know, like it, uh, it's moments like that. Yeah. He goes in for his like a final confrontation, which I thought was just going to be a conversation. And then he was either going to uh, vaporize her. She was going to walk off, but then she does some, she threatens him and then he falls back. He's like, you can kill me. And she's like, I'm not going to. And then she walks up. It's like, that was weird. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was just a weird scene. Not a fan of that scene. Uh, I mean, their relationship felt like they were building up more of a... I feel like that would have worked more. And I heard that they had to cut some scenes or whatever, and that like those were the ones that ended up having to be cut away because of COVID, like the scenes between him and her to build up that friendship more. But I feel like it really could have benefited from more because like some of those moments would have hit a little bit harder if we had more than like two, like one extended office talk with them about their <laughs> friendship, you know, which, you know, okay. It works in, well enough to where I've, I've, I felt like when she does like quote unquote kill him and we don't know that he wasn't, you know, for a solid 15 minutes there, I did think he was dead. You know, why wouldn't I, uh, that was pretty sad. So I guess I felt that enough to where I was like, Oh, I guess I realized I do really like this character. Cause I, that just made me very sad. Um, but 
yeah, overall, her, her character and his character, their relationship didn't quite land for me, but I guess it's not really done yet either with the season two coming. So I, you know, can't really judge it fully yet. Um, but yeah, overall, he, Owen Wilson being in it, big, big fan of that. That helps a lot. You know, his, his relationship with Loki, those are the scenes I liked more. I cared more about scenes with him and Loki more than scenes with him and, and judge like Reinhold. What is that her name? Not judge Reinhold. That's from Arrested Development. Um, fucking... Brian called her Judge Ravenclaw, and I think we should just call her Judge that Ravenclaw, for the rest of the show. Ravenclaw, <clears throat> Yeah, all right, Judge Ravenclaw. Uh, yeah, her, her character. And that was another scene. The scene where it's revealed that she was a teacher uh, plays out so generically. You know, like, I feel like that could have just, like, there would have been a heavier moment if she saw that. Yeah, I guess she already knew that, maybe. But, you know, either way, there's better ways to do it than her just walking into a fucking teacher's lounge. And being like, oh, what's going on here? You know, so stuff like that. Um, but overall, again, I, I feel like I've been kind of negative on it. I don't want to be too negative on it. Owen Wilson's great. Scenes with him and Loki, great. Wish I had more of them. Uh, I like their friendship and hopefully uh, Owen Wilson finds a way to remember him and whatever this new reality is going forward. <laughs> I'm still confused by that, but we'll see. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Um, happy to see him back. Happy to see he'll still be in the show. I missed uh, him whispering all the time. I love that most of his lines are delivered at a whisper. Um, yeah, what did you think of Owen, Brian? I thought he was really good. Nice. I, I just thought he was really good. I liked his character. I, I liked his jet ski thing. I wish we saw more of it. I wish we saw... I wish we saw him get the fucking jet ski. I wish we saw we'll, a variant of him. That's we just a, that's didn't get his shit. Maybe that's his series arc. Maybe we the finale shit, of Loki you know? is him, him jet skiing. I, I want a uh, season two of variant to be his brother, Luke Wilson, the actor. That, yeah, I saw enough yeah. uh, when he... I saw some memes with... Uh, Instead of the different Lokis offering up his hand, just different Owen Wilson characters just <laughs> offering up to Mobius, like like come with us right now. Doesn't Disney own Disney owns Twenty Century Fox, which owns Night at the Museum? Correct. Um, I cannot tell you who owns Night at the Museum. <laughs> what a I valuable so. piece they, of IP. <laughs> they, they can bring Owen Wilson's cowboy guy in. Well, they weren't in Space Jam too, so I'm assuming it's not Warner Brothers. <laughs> um. Because everything they own was apparently in that. Uh, have side quick sidetrack before we get right back. Did either of you guys watch it? No. Okay. Yeah, neither have I. I saw a pretty rough review from it. I think it was was it either Jacob or your brother Sam that was pretty harsh on Space Jam too. My yeah. brother spent the entire vacation trying to get. Well, the, sorry, I guess it didn't come out till the last two days. He spent the last two days trying to convince my family to watch it as our nightly activity, and we refused. And then he downloaded it for the car home, and he is. I'm I, I'm sitting in the middle seat. He's in the back, and I'm constantly turning around, and I can just see his face very solemn. And he finishes the movie. I said, "How was he?" Goes. I'm happy I didn't make you guys watch it. He was defeated for the next like four hours. Wow. So. Yeah, I'm not, not not a good review from him. It's not easy watching your childhood turn into a commercial for HBO Max, you know. So that'll that'll <laughs> yeah. get you. All right, Loki, anything else about Loki that uh I guess one thing I do want to say, I thought the music the whole time was fucking awesome. I thought the Loki score was really cool, really cool sci-fi score. Uh got to see if it's on Spotify, I assume it is, but was really into that. Hope that comes back. Um You guys got anything else about it? 
one of uh like my biggest problems with most mcu movies is that the music is pretty lame so thanks for bringing that up because the music is fantastic in the show otherwise than that nope i think we covered pretty much everything yeah i've said everything i want to say Overall, about it all uh good 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 show to me good looking forward to season two no i didn't think it was great but i'm looking forward to season two and obviously it, what it sets up with spider-man and doctor strange and eventually ant-man i guess too pretty pretty uh pretty excited to see where that that goes uh so uh black widow huh yep that's a movie <laughs> jake uh i'm you you go first jake <laughs> you tell me tell me what you thought of black widow i liked it i i liked it i know that made it sound negative um i was a fan mostly because I mean, when this movie was first announced, when I first watched the trailer, my expectations are pretty damn low. Um, it, it feels weird going back in the timeline. It feels weird giving her a movie now. Um, I've always liked her character, never loved it. Um, I don't know. It, the, the vibes were just off. And then uh, I was happily surprised. Um, I think it, it's not maybe the best send off for her character as it feels like it's doing a little too much building for Florence Pugh's character or like building out of her past rather than giving her like this this nice send-off and she's never coming back um i thought the action was on the upper tier of mcu movies i didn't think it was anything crazy that blew me away but i did enjoy it um i was happily surprised with how much i like the supporting cast i knew i'd like florence Pugh because i like her and everything she's in um i didn't expect to like uh david harbour or rachel weiss or the family dynamic as much as i did the villain not taskmaster taskmaster the other dude um i thought it was Take decent off. task yeah taskmaster's a little lame um i don't think they use uh they don't use her enough um and I, I, I think that character is such a cool concept that she's mirroring and taking everything she's learned from all the other superheroes and they don't really do a ton of that. Um, they kind of right. hint at it a few times. They really just use it more in the fight with Red Guardian than they do with any fight with her. And I felt like that was because he even said like, oh, she, uh, fights Taskmaster fights like all your friends. Yeah, uh, I thought I was like, oh, awesome. That's going to set up for a really fucking cool last fight between them. And they actually don't get a fucking last fight. It's like, it's looked like no. they're about to get one and then the floor explodes beneath them and they go into their separate little subplots for the climax. Uh, and then they fight, <laughs> they have like that last, like two seconds on the ground, um, which, you know, which is fine enough. But I, I agree. The Taskmaster scenes, Taskmaster as a villain, pretty lame. The fight scenes were mostly cool, especially the bridge scene was really effective, I thought, uh, which is where you first like, meet taskmaster um and then drakov you know he's more of a i feel like a, an effective fill-in for that real world evil you know of of human trafficking which was obviously addressed a lot in the movie and i thought was a pretty you know felt gave the, the gave the movie a little more weight than an mcu movie usually has um with stuff like that so i i thought that that helped the movie and gave natasha more of a you know we always heard about what happened to her but actually seeing it it does make you feel for her more. Um, so that that was effective enough for me. Uh, but yeah, I agree with what you're saying. The, the placement's a little awkward. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is just, I know I hate hearing it right now. But um, yeah, the, it, it coming out when it did, didn't do it any favors. Um, but overall, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought the action scenes were dope. Um, I thought the opening scene with the family escaping 
probably the best part of the movie um, with with Red Guardian on the side of the plane. Big fan of David Harbour in this movie. I thought he was the MVP of the movie, besides Florence Pugh, obviously, because she's the MVP of everything I've seen her in. <laughs> I know Jake's a fan of her as well. Um, but yeah, it, that, <clears throat> that was my problem, was coming out of the movie. Uh, I saw, you know, we see Natasha walk away to the jet, and I, st- I knew it, it didn't really hit me that that was it for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it felt like a kind of unceremonious end to her character. Because I came out of it thinking more about Florence Pugh's character yeah. and David Harbour's character and, you know, and Rachel Weisz. It, it sucks even more because they do a, a post-credits, mid-credits scene, I think it's a post-credits scene, um, where Florence is at her grave. And oh, yeah. The, oh, I have a this, problem this, with that this, scene. Yeah. This movie has either... As if it, it would have been wrong, honestly, to have it be a post credit scene, not put in the movie. But if you would have moved that to the end of the movie and not had it play off as like a setup or a comedic beat and had it been a serious like here is like arguably one of the people who was closest to her, like mourn her. I'd be like, oh, like that. That's a little more affecting than either her walking off to a jet or then trying to make us laugh at the end. I don't know. That's that wrong with me. Oh, my God. Yeah, that moment, which it was working for me. Because I was sad with the Florence Pugh was at that you know, gravestone in Ohio. Um, and then they fucking break that moment with a fucking, like, you know, um, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, like, blowing her nose. You know, like, that, like, a fucking laugh moment. Like, is this fucking Looney Tunes? I hated that. I really <laughs> hate that that's, like, the last taste of Natasha Romanov we have is a fucking setup. Oh, like, oh, one second. I'm going to have to cough, boys. <clears throat> okay, that sounds so much better. All right, I feel better now. Um, yeah, a fucking setup for, you know, the Hawkeye show, which, you know, obviously I'm excited for that, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but yeah, by the way, Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh in one show, that's going to be, oh, and Jeremy Renner, <laughs> everyone's attractive. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that fuck, that being played for laughs did not sit well with me. It kind of annoyed me coming out of the theater. Yeah. Um, so overall, though, uh yeah, movie movie was cool. The action was cool. Story was cool. Side characters were really cool. I thought it was mid tier Marvel movie. You know, I definitely put it well above the lesser ones, but nowhere near like you know like either of the the last two Avengers or Winter Soldier or Ragnarok or Black Panther. Or even well, that's close enough to Black Panther, but even you know other of those top tier ones, Civil War. I agree. My uh, one of my favorite reviews I read, although it was very negative, it just said all movies should take place post Civil War, but pre Civil War post credit scene. And I was like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's the movie in a nutshell. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's uh, it's a good way to sum it up. Yeah, where it, yeah, again, where it was released did not help, but overall, good movie, Brian. I don't think you would really like it. <laughs> you know? Don't worry, bud. There's not that much in it that I, that I thought, oh, Brian would like this. And you know, to be honest with you, you might be surprised and sometimes I'm wrong. I'll admit that. I'll watch something I'll be like, Brian would like this or like Brian would not. And I never thought while watching Black Widow, man, Brian would really appreciate this one. You know, this one's pretty, pretty standard Marvel as it gets. Um, but, you know, I thought it, you know, it had its moments for me. It worked well enough for me. Brian, any chance you watch this movie? Uh, once it's free on Disney Plus. Toby can just give you the login, Brian. He got it on his. 
so you can't run from it anymore. I just called you out publicly. Is it like a permanent purchase? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think he has complete access to it forever now. So, yeah. Okay. I, you know what? Not going to go through the effort of remembering your password, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate the offer. No, it wasn't my <laughs> offer. It was Toby. It was it's Toby's Disney Plus. I was offering your roommate. Uh, but oh, buddy, not, not mine. It's in my living room. It's in my living room, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, you really cannot run from it. It's right there for you. Ooh, it is right there, huh? I was thinking about watching. Uh, I don't know what a. I don't know what I was thinking of watching tonight. Maybe Fast and Furious. I don't know. Which one, Brian? Which one? I think I'm on like four. Oh man. Are you watching them all? Brian, they're about to uh, get good. I want to. <laughs> you have made it oh, through I know the rough phase of the franchise. They're they're you're gonna have a nice phase come the, the next three are the, the the best the best era for that those movies. Five five, six, and seven are the really good ones. Nine was not good. I, I will be getting nine. through all of them, I think. Even the uh the the Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I did like Hobbs and Shaw. Jake, did you see F9? I did. Okay. Okay. Really? We're not going to do a full talk, but one minute, really <laughs> briefly. What did you think of F9? As someone who has only seen Fast Five, uh, like half watching uh, Fast and Furious 6 and Hobbs and Shaw, I thought it was exactly what it was going to be. And I would say it was. It is one of the few movies that it doesn't fully do it. It like 50% is able to draw like toe the line between like, I know that this movie is shit. Like the movie knows it's shit and bad and it embraces that. I still don't think it knows how to embrace it to its full potential. Um, Cause anytime they're not like pu- pulling on that string, it's, it's boring and hard to watch. Um, it definitely is not as good as five didn't like it as much as Hobbs and Shaw I think these movies have a chronic problem with trailers I think if I go and see F10 part one and part two um I will not be watching the trailers as they they reveal all the like the dumbest shit (laughs) which sucks what did you think Zach yeah I agree I mean it it definitely knew what it was in the sense that it, it knows it's dumb um and it was dumb uh so you know kudos to them for knowing that uh but yeah, uh, I was a little disappointed, you know, because I thought it—I thought it was missing Dwayne Johnson pretty hard, you know. It was really missing missing that Hobbs character's presence. I thought, um, but it, it, again, I wasn't—I've never been really that attached to the franchise to begin with, so I didn't really come out of it, you know, like really that disappointed. I was just like, well, that could have been better, but I know I'll see the tenth one anyway, so. Yeah, I'll be I'll, my ass will be in that theater watching Dom do Dom shit. So, absolutely, Brian. What motivated you to watch these movies? I mean, me and John were were me and John Romer were trying to get through them before quarantine hit. We got through like three of them, and then we just had to stop. I would love to watch a Fast and Furious movie with John. <laughs> yeah, he was like he not like on board, movies? and then I showed him. Uh. I showed him the part where they or the tank comes out of the car because they stop it with the wire, and then he was on board. It's so. <laughs> a good sales pitch. Yeah, uh, you guys, ready for uh, some recommendations? Yeah, I am. Uh, mine would be uh, Fear Street. I've watched the first two Fear Streets. 
uh, Fear Street 1994 and Fear Street 1978. Have not watched Fear Street 1666 yet, but I'm really excited to do so. Um, yeah, just a Netflix anthology of uh, horror films. Uh, so each one's like an hour 45. Um, and they con- they connect, but they're still kind of slightly separate stories. Um, so they can stand on their own a tiny bit, but not really. So it's still it still kind of feels like a TV show, even though they're like all three of them are long enough to be movies. So that kind of feels weird at times. Um, but overall, I've enjoyed both of them a lot. Really, really loaded soundtracks. Like that's like where half the budget went, um, clearly. So that that makes that makes it very enjoyable. And they play on the like the horror tropes that I already love a lot. Like from like the 1994 one feels so much like a scream knockoff that it it you know it's almost overwhelming. It's like drowning me in it. But you know I love scream. So at the end of the day, <laughs> I was still enjoying it. Um, and then the 1978 one is like the same thing with Friday the 13th movies, which like you know as I already said, I'm a fan of those as well. So I've really enjoyed them so far. Um, and I'm looking forward to the new one. So yeah, those are on Netflix. That would be my recommendation, the Fear Street movies. What does the third one play off of if the other two are screaming Friday the 13th? <coughs> well, it looks like uh, this one takes place in 1666. I, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, by the name, but uh, yeah, uh, I would say The Witch. I don't know. Probably not like a slasher movie like the first two. Yeah. But uh, it seems, you know, to play on like, you know, the Salem paranoia type feel from back then. So it'll, it, it looks spooky enough to where I'm sure I'll be pretty amped. I don't really know what soundtrack choices they'd be able to use. I don't really remember many, <laughs> many hits from that era, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they pull out of their ass for that one. Let me know what hot hymns they drop oh in that, uh, that movie. <laughs> um, my recommendation, uh, shameless self-plug. I'm doing a video game podcast with my brother called <laughs> the Super Mosier Brothers Show. Uh, go give it a listen. Um, other recommendation, um, this book I read on vacation called The Book of Coley. Uh, it is written by something Carey. Um, he is a comic book writer and also wrote uh, a book that was a hit a few years ago called The Girl with All the Gifts. Um, it follows this Zach points at me. Zach recognizes. Well, now, now is there a movie? There is a movie with that name. There I is have a movie. Seen, I have seen the movie. Yes, the movie based off the book. Is was it any good? Was the movie any good? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, book of Coley is a uh, apocalyptic book, but on a much smaller scale than most apocalyptic dystopian books. Um, it follows essentially the the world has gone to shit. Um, the trees and all the animals are really angry. So these people live in villages. Tech is very sparse, but those who do have tech are revered. Um, and it. Uh, it's great. Um, I'm on the second book right now. Um, I don't know how to describe why it's different from other things or why it's good, but it is good. So go read it. Brian. Uh, my uh, <laughs> recommendation is um, <clears throat> Look Back, which is a uh, a one shot by a manga author I really like. It's uh, free on the website. Uh, it's very good. I, I really, really appreciated it. It takes about an hour or so to read. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, you guys want to talk about that next week, maybe? Man, I could uh, talk. I'm already, I'm already halfway through it. So, what do you think so far? 
I think uh, this main character is being a dick, so I don't want to yeah. spoil why. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I thought I, I am into the. It almost feels meta, you know, because it's it's a manga like about the whole thing's about writing, uh, you know, yeah. this stuff. And I'm like, what? I, I don't know where like reality stops and the story begins really when I'm reading it. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, and then obviously, yeah, the, the illustrations are all still still pretty pretty gorgeous. So you know, I'm uh, I'm into it. it. It flies by. It does fly yeah. by pretty quick. What did you think of that shot in the rain? Pretty pretty cinematic for a book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty <laughs> fucking good. Pretty base shot. Uh, so yeah, we're, we'll talk about that next week. I highly recommend it. It's uh, awesome. I also recommend his uh, full his, his last serialized series uh, before he did this one shot, uh, Chainsaw Man. Which deals with some similar themes, but is about a guy whose head turns into a chainsaw, and it's pretty sick. So yeah, it's some different. Yeah, uh, no, but it's so cool. It like comes <laughs> out of his head, and his his whole head turns into like the the bat, like the the machine, the motor of the chainsaw too. Does, <laughs> looks does really someone sick. have to? Does someone have to walk up to his head and pull a string, or can he just turn it on? No, he has the string in his chest, and he has to pull it, oh, and then he turns into the. It's really oh. fucking sick, dude. It's sick as fuck. Uh, Chainsaw Man's awesome. That's probably my favorite manga ever. Um, all right, that it. That's all I got. That's that's all I got. All right. I think I have a question, but I think it would prolong it too long, so I'll just ask you after. What's the, show. the question? <laughs> Hit me with the question now. Um, Brian, um, last week I think it was announced all the studios that'll be making the Star Wars anime show, and I don't know any of them. Oh, um, so I was wondering your opinion on it. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for several of those. They got a uh, Science Soru, which they Saru. They make my like they make really good anime movies. Like they made the Night is Short, Walk on Girl. They made a uh, Mind Game. I don't know if you guys were there for those movie nights. I recognize uh, the night is short walk on girl because you tried to convince us to watch it one night. And yeah. I think Nicole was Xing it. So we didn't watch it. Yeah. And she did no. watch it eventually. Oh, you're gonna have, bro, bro, make a break up. You oh, got to make a fucking time oh, code. No. Note. Oh, fuck. We said the name. We do have to cut her name. You're right. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> so they make that uh, trigger. They make like really good like action anime. So I, I think these are going to be pretty sick. Uh, some of them at least. They seem like they'll be sick. Do we know when they're coming out? Next year, I think. Okay. Uh, that's cool. It's gonna be a, um, a hot, a hot content cube episode for the boys. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we'll probably oh, we boy. should we should probably wait till they're all out just to like yeah. do it as like a mini series. Yeah. Full dive into the Star Wars visions. Yeah, so one of those looks sick where it was like samurai. And I'm like, yeah, I guess this I'm is in, just I'm them in. doing. I'm all in. <laughs> all right, yeah. uh, we'll see everyone next week. Uh, have a good one. Be kind to people. See ya.